Welcome to the Disambiguation Podcast, where each week we try to remove some of the confusion around AI and business automation by talking to experts across a broad spectrum of business use cases and the supporting technology. I'm your host, Michael Fawcett. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Friday as a podcast on all the major podcast channels, on YouTube as a video, and we also post a transcript on the Arian Research blog in case you want to stop by and read it. Welcome to this week's special edition of Disambiguation, uh, coming to you from London, England. And this week I've been here uh, attending a couple of days with Sugar CRM, first a customer conference uh, yesterday uh, called Connected 2023, and then an analyst summit today where we spent some time with their executives taking a look at strategy and some of the things that they've been uh, you know, r- running in beta, some of the things that are coming out soon, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, just a little bit about Sugar, and I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, it's not a, a new name for most of you, but, but Sugar CRM is an interesting company. They, they started as an open source uh, product many years ago, and over time, of course, have moved away from, uh, fr- from the open source approach. And then not uh, that long ago, a few years ago, they were acquired by a private equity firm, KKR, and, you know, they... They have evolved the product quite a bit. Uh, it was, you know, they're really sales force automation focus for many years, uh, as with m- most, you know, CRM companies when they first launched, they focused around Salesforce automation. Uh, and then over time, they added a service module and um, they've also acquired a company that uh, provides them a marketing module. So now you have sales, marketing and service. So complete, uh, complete product suite uh, and a platform underneath, of course. And that platform really provides the connectivity. They have uh, a, a real-time uh, CDP c- customer data platform underneath, and and that you know serves as a, a a way for all of the data to be connected across all three uh, applications. Uh, so that's uh, that's the state, I guess, today. Now. What we looked at this week, and first, you know, in the customer conference, a lot of that was uh, listening to and talking to and learning from customers about what they're doing. And I would say, you know, from a target market, uh, an ideal customer profile, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, Sugar is, they were known as a small to medium business solution, but they've moved up market from that. And they certainly are a medium, upper medium uh, business solution and also into the lower enterprise. And they have uh, quite a few larger customers as well. Uh, and then they also, you know, from a vertical perspective, um, they've they've mostly been in uh, manufacturing, high tech, financial services, a few others. Um, and and over time, you know, it's a horizontal platform. It's evolved with a great deal of um, you know features and functions, t- typical uh, features and functions, but also some things that I think are are a bit unique. They've they've had a very um, strong focus over the last several years on the user experience. And, and when I say user experience, it actually goes a little bit beyond the, the, the common user interface. So it's not just the way you interact with it, but it, it's the whole package and, and, you know, packaged up so that it's much easier to use. Uh, it's easy to, to, to learn and, and to, uh, you know, get your employees to adopt. So, you know, an, an elegant solution, nice solution overall. And then <clears throat> today... We spent a good bit of time looking at um, what they've had in uh, what they called a private beta, 
uh, you know, control beta for, for a, a while now around um, generative AI. Uh, and, uh, and, and AI in general, and they do have a, a, an AI layer in their platform. Uh, I'll put the diagram up uh, as well so you can, can see the, the architecture slide that, that walks through that. But, but just you know, as an overview, there's, a, there's predictive AI capabilities or predictive analytics that they've had uh, that's you know, focused around things like opportunities, lead scoring, that sort of thing. And then you know, as you move across, they, um, they've added several generative AI capabilities that, like I said, have been in private beta. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, overall, they've thought of this as a, a move, an evolution of the CRM product. And, and I, would, I would argue that's, uh, that's true, that CRM has moved, you know, from, uh, you know, from the early days really focused around sales to, you know, broader platform approach to now, you know, a, a platform that has moved heavily into the, to, to the automation AI, um, what they call the assistant phase. And, you know, it's early. Certainly, we're seeing a lot of, uh, of evolution progress with, with AI. I mean, that's the subject of this podcast. So if you're listening, I'm sure you already know that. But they've added a lot of capabilities around AI. And, and, and they're really focused around uh, assistive capabilities. So how do you, you know, act as a force multiplier for your employees? How do you make it uh, easier to onboard employees? How do you make, uh, you know, how do you add automation that remove, uh, you know, mundane tasks or tasks that are difficult? Like, for example, you know, there are a lot of things that a salesperson does that they have to enter into a Salesforce automation solution that, you know, could really be done uh, with some automation because the data exists in, in several places uh, and, and could easily be updated for them rather than having to depend on the salesperson to, to update some of that uh, information. Uh, it's also, you know, <clears throat> gives uh, the capabilities to provide information to the different roles across the suite. So, you know, everything from the salesperson to a service rep to, to a marketer and can aggregate data, you know, across uh, all the different functions uh, so that you get a, a, a deeper view of that customer and you can see across all the issues. So if you're a salesperson, you're calling on a customer, you could see the, you know, the, um, the service call uh, issues, any problems they've had, challenges in the past and, and you know, perhaps deal with that or, or help them, you know, with, with any issues they might have. Uh, if you're a marketer, you know, you can, um, you can get a good uh, picture of the profile and, and where they are, what they're looking for, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, intent data, you can incorporate that so that you can really start to understand the buyer's behavior, et cetera. And I, I, won't, I won't go through all of this in too much detail right now because I will um, <clears throat> put uh, a, a couple of interviews up that we did today, uh, recorded today, and, you know, one of those um, – with um, with Volker Hildebrand, who is um, you know their um, SVP of uh, global product marketing, so he has a, a good perspective on how they're going to market and and you know how they've messaged some of these uh, capabilities, uh, and also we look at some use cases there, and then also um, I talked um, to um, to Zach Freckett, who is the uh, chief product officer, and he gives us a much better look at the intent, you know, how they went about this, what their philosophy is about incorporating AI into the product, 
uh, and you know, in in general, some of the things they've done, and then more specifically, some of the enhancements they've made in the platform to help with uh, with trust, with personal uh, identifiable information (PII), uh, to help with um, you know making sure that uh, that things are filtered and masked correctly from the large language model. So again, we'll we'll get into that more in the uh, in the interviews, but I just wanted to set the stage a little bit so that uh, you know you could um, understand a little bit more about sugar if you don't know them, sugar CRM. And and also just uh, have a bit of uh, kind of where we're going with the uh, show today. So I um, uh, you know welcome you to to, to listen to uh, to the interviews. I think uh, they were very insightful and um, and and frankly, I just had a good time. I love coming to London and and also uh, you know interacting with my analyst colleagues and and with uh, with the executives at Sugar CRM who you know are very passionate about what they do and. Uh, certainly, a put together, uh, you know, a very compelling story uh, for that mid market and uh, and lower enterprise market, and and I'm sure they'll you know continue to evolve that and continue to evolve their capabilities as they go forward. So I won't uh, drone on in the uh, introduction, but uh, stand by and we'll get into the interviews. So welcome. We're here at uh, in London at the uh, Sugar CRM Connected uh, 2023 event and Analyst Summit, which today's the Analyst Summit. I guess yesterday was the Connected event. That's right. And I'm here uh, with Volker Hildebrand, who uh, is the SVP of Product Marketing, Global Product Marketing. Um, so Volker, can you just give us a little bit of background and talk a little bit about what you do at Sugar, and and then we'll jump into some um, questions. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, um, and and thanks for joining us at our event in uh, in London, uh, which was a, a great event. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm I have uh, I have global responsibility for everything product marketing, which is pretty much everything that's go to market related. Um, Packaging, pricing, messaging, positioning, um, uh, talking with analysts, <laughs> and enjoying their company as well. Um, but but uh, so that that's mostly outbound. But we're 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 also uh, focused on a lot of what I call the, the the inbound part, which is getting market insights and providing guidance for the product and engineering team with regards to roadmap, future direction. Sure. So so bringing in outside. Analysts, exactly. Point of view, yeah, market point analysis, of view. et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. And and I should say we've known each other for a really long time. You, you and I go back into yeah. the me at IDC and you at one of those other large vendors that we won't mention. That's right. So <laughs> good, good to good to have a chance to chat a little bit. And I mean, as yeah. you know, I'm really excited about Gen AI and and also just kind of the implications across all the things that it's going to change and is changing. Yeah. So I, I'd love to just kind of get a perspective first on. How is Sugar CRM thinking about it? Uh, what are you, you know, where are you? What are you doing right now? Not, not in, a, you know, no, you don't have to tear it apart architecturally, but I'm just curious right. kind of from an overview, what does it mean? And what does it mean for your customers? And, and how is this going to, you know, really make a difference in the marketplace? Yeah, so I, I think I'm, I'm a surfer. So I think yesterday I said I'm really stoked um, about <laughs> it. Uh, that, that's the word for um, super excited. Um, about the, the possibilities of, of generative AI. I mean, we've um, probably all heard some stories where hallucination kind of went in the wrong direction, and we can maybe cover that later. But I think the potential, um, it's undeniably there. Um, one, one big thing is, um, in, in my opinion, um, the, the huge productivity gains that um, generative AI can bring to the table simply by um, 
according to our motto, let the platform do the work, let yeah. Generative AI do the work. Uh, so instead of uh, um, working on, on things for many, many hours, whether it's uh, um, composing an, an email for a marketing campaign mm -hmm. or finding answers to a problem, um, or even uh, simply summarizing, summarizing a customer history or, or, yeah. or a service uh, uh, ticket, um, and, and these things usually take a lot of time and now boom, 30 seconds instead of 30 minutes. So I think, I think this is, this is huge. And it, I think this is also important and we can talk about other, um, benefits later because this, this is the part that everybody gets with generative AI, right? It's, it's, you understand, oh, this used to take me 30 minutes. Now it takes me 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of like the word full force multiplier, right? It, it helps you be more productive because it takes away or helps you in some way. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, and and you know also from a um, especially from a software um, vendor perspective, it's it's easier for customers to understand, and they and they can see the immediate value or, or benefit. The one one of the um, bigger challenges on the predictive AI side, for example, is you need to explain it. Um, people don't really understand what's happening in the black box. Um, and, and they don't really see the results the same way right. um, as, as with uh, the generative AI. So, so let's, let's talk about this in the context of a, of a seller. Because yeah. that, that at least that'll help, I think, from an right. audience perspective. Because I think you're absolutely right. A lot of there's a lot of hype and a lot of sort of mythology around what yeah. we're doing, and yet there's a lot of really big benefits there. Yeah. And you know, for years we've heard this sort of tribal knowledge of the seller spends more time doing administrative stuff than they do selling. Yeah. Why is that? And so I was just thinking in the context of these new capabilities, yeah. how does that change? How does that make the seller's life better? Yeah, so uh, let, let's think in the, the, the day uh, in yeah, the life. day in the life, sales, I love it, right? yeah. Right, yeah. Um, you, you get up in the morning, um, your, your calendar tells you, oh, you have actually a, a meeting with a customer in an hour, mm. right? Um, and so you gotta prepare for the meeting. Usually what you do is you look at your CRM records and you look at the, the order history. Um, if, it's, if it's a customer that maybe is new to you, yep. right? Maybe you just uh, took over a new territory and it's the first time you meet that customer, you know pretty much nothing. Um, so you may also do some Google search to understand, sure. oh, what's the customer actually doing, right? What's, yep. what's their business like? Um, and and then and then maybe you notice oh there have been some some service tickets um, um, and and you read those so you pretty much need the full hour um, and, and, get, and probably you probably needed more than that but you yeah wait, you that, waited until right. just in time as we say so <laughs> generative AI now can do all this work for you it can it can look up um, the, the customer data that's available in their CRM system mm -hmm. and and summarize it. Right, so you don't have to look at all of it. Give you a summary of the service history. Also, um, it can leverage um, external content, mm -hmm. firmographic information, sure. right? Uh, so you know a little bit more about your customer and their products and 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 their business. And and it all happens in an instant. You read the summary in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And then on top of it, if you know what the meeting is about, generative AI can even help um, craft almost like a, a, a talk strip, yeah. a sales script, yeah. uh, um, or, or, or give you an agenda. Yeah, these are the things you should mm. be discussing with, uh, with this customer based on you know, order history and, and other stuff. Um, so, I mean, it, it even really is helping you with the idea that you're trying to discover and, and, and it, it knows what you know already that's in the system. That's right. So then it can help you advance that position even more. Yeah. But yeah, that's so that I mean yeah. that's obviously a huge benefit. And then and then obviously you know uh, um, you put all the all the notes down. It could automatically create a follow up email mm -hmm. um, that um, you know uh, if you're smart you're going to review it before <laughs> you send it out. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think human in the loop is still a good thing. And <laughs> and, and and that that's that's really an important thing. Yeah. Um, that um, you know, we don't we don't want to replace sales reps. Um, we wanna we want it to be uh, generative AI, be a co-pilot, not the pilot. Right, right, right. Yeah, and unfortunately, some of your competitors have uh, glommed onto the term co-pilot, and I'm not sure that's the uh, necessarily <laughs> the most effective word. But I but I get it. I think that makes no, makes no, a lot of I sense. Think, I think con conceptually, yeah. yeah. And, and so, what about the other thing? Because this is the one thing that I get from salespeople all the time. They complain about the fact that they have to feed the system. Yes. So, could it help with that as well? Does it help you keep your data up to date and maybe keep your boss off your back? Um, it, it, it can help with, uh, uh, with a few of those uh, mm. um, things. Um, and it can help you with, uh, again, you know, maybe, maybe you need to put together a report for your sure. boss, for example, right? Yeah. It, can, it can do that. Mm. Um, and um, um, it can leverage transcripts from, from your, um, the call that you have with the customer, maybe sure. it's a Zoom call, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then use that. It can even um, identify in the transcript, uh, um, for example, if you're talking about an order, um, it could go and find that order mm. number in the CRM system, for example, um, and literally connect the dots. Mm. Got it. Yeah. So, so if it, also from what you just said, if I stepped on the other side of the table and I said, I'm your prospect, right. I mean, how does that make it better for me? Because it does seem like there's some real benefit there, too. Well, um, there's there's definitely a benefit because uh, uh, let's assume you're, you're, you're the prospect. I'm, I'm, I'm the rep. If I come ill prepared, you will not have a good conversation with me. Right? And probably have a short conversation. And, and maybe, maybe a very short one, too. That's. So the, the the more I know, the better prepared I, I am, um, and even critical things, things that um, um, maybe happened just recently, maybe you're still waiting for an order uh, for that should have arrived three days ago, right? Yeah. So um, if if this was in, in my summary, I'm I'm informed, um, and then can have a better conversation since we're talking about um, also kind of. Uh, Customer service, hmm. uh, moving from prospect. Now you're a customer. Yeah, yeah. Now I I bought, so we're good. <laughs> and 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 then there's there's a lot of opportunities in in hmm. generative AI for, for customer service, whether it's uh, um, uh, taking self service and, mm -hmm. and chatbots really to an entirely different level, hmm. um, and 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 really have um, almost like a conversation with you as a customer sure. and, and find the right answer. Even even if it um, needs to put the answer together from different sources, and that's that's again um, a 
the big difference between the generative AI because right. it basically can take snippets from mm -hmm. different content sources and put it together. And, and it's a, a personalized answer specifically for your individual problem versus, uh, you know, traditional Here's like an FAQ. Or yeah, here's an FAQ yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, try this. If this doesn't help, try that. Yeah. Well, that, so, I mean, that seems like that would, in fact, enhance the experience a lot. And I know yes. a lot of us have used sort of the old style um, chatbots. Right. And, and the experience isn't really that great because it's sort of just a logic tree, right? It, if yeah. you don't answer yeah, yeah, in yeah. its framework, it doesn't know what to do with you. That's, so that's exactly it sounds right. like this moves to a more, uh, more interactive approach with the capability to get really where you are and what you need. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the chatbot becomes much smarter. Mm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and, and then also uh, can provide better, better answers and that's really important because the the big the biggest challenge with chatbots is that um, customers already potentially in distress. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You're already not happy. Yeah, maybe. And and then, and yeah. then if the chatbot doesn't get what your problem really right. is, um, you know, frustration turns into anger. It does. Yeah. It <laughs> and does. and uh, clearly, um, you know, your your customer experience turns. Yeah, you know, it's, I did a survey last month on AI adoption, and one of the things that came out, and, and actually a couple surveys I've done this year, you could start to see that if you ask somebody, do you want to talk to a chatbot, they're always going to say no. Yeah. But if you ask them, you know, have you had any recent experiences with a chatbot where the result, you know, it, it got you to a resolution, that's actually pretty high. And the other thing I noticed was uh, the the idea that the hybrid approach people seem more comfortable with like yeah like I could deal with the chatbot and if it solves my problem cool but if it doesn't then you get me to an agent so is that exactly. is that how you guys are thinking about it yeah yeah I mean that that's how everybody should think about every company that wants to yeah. use chatbots or, or automate um, mm -hmm. customer interaction um, there, there always needs to be an easy way for the customer um, to basically um, switch from the chatbot to a human, and that's that's very that's very important mm. um, from a customer experience perspective. But ultimately, customer experience—it's always going. I wrote a book about customer. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it comes down to four things that that really matter to customers, and if you do these four things right, they don't care whether it's a human being or a chatbot. Um, the, the first one is convenience. Make it easy. Yep. Yeah, you know, I can even do it, do it on, on my phone, phone or yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, number two, speed. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, wait, be put on hold, do all these things. So yeah, probably yep. check. But then the other two is um, relevance. Well, mm -hmm. you better uh, give me relevant answers. And right. and the fourth one is reliability, which means the the, the answer should be. Cooked. The solution to my problem. Or yeah, the answer yeah, to yeah. my question. Yeah, that's it. And so, right. so that kind of moving out of that logic framework, then that does help you get to the point where, because it can understand you, your data, your situation, yeah. and have an interaction, then it can get to a better, a much better oh, yeah. resolution, much exactly. more quickly. Right. Yeah. And, Makes sense. And you know, in customer service, 
that's all that matters. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I really, all I want you to solve my problem. And, yeah. I, and I don't care if it's a person or a bot or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I was thinking about this as I've, you know, been here and I've watched where you guys are announcing and doing, and I think there's a lot of excitement there. So from, a, from your product marketing hat, step back for a minute and tell me, how does this differentiate Sugar CRM in the marketplace? Like, what does this do for you and your customers Right. Um, against your competition, which you know will let them remain nameless, but I, but nonetheless, I'm just curious, how's this differentiating for you? Yeah, I, I mean, a, a lot of uh, vendors are obviously doing generative AI mm -hmm. right now. I think I think one one of the things we, we we are trying to do is we're we're very focused on the the business outcome. How does it help the sales rep? Right. Mm -hmm. How does it help a customer service agent? Mm. How does it improve the customer experience? Yeah. Right? Is it faster? And um, we we want our customers to basically look at it and see and get it immediately mm. and say, "Yeah, I can see how this is helping my reps save time, be more productive, or or do that." Um, so one of the things we did uh, with, with the launch is we actually released um, short videos mm. that basically show what does that mean for a marketing manager that's setting up a campaign? What does yeah. that mean for a sales rep? We had the, um, the use case earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for um, a sales call, mm. right? Yeah. Or yeah, a call yeah. with a customer or a customer meeting. And, um, and these videos are, um, are awesome um, because um, you get immediately yeah this this makes sense yep um, looks robust it's easy um, and I can see the benefits right away yeah that makes sense so it almost sounds like um, and and I guess this shouldn't surprise me that sugar CRM has this sort of attitude about it that it's what's the practical approach to gen AI so we're not we're not talking marketing we're not talking flowery yeah. we're actually talking how do you use this every day to make your agent, your salesperson, your marketer's life better and improve the experience for your customer? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was asking me the other day, how would you describe um, um, your sugar serum generated from AI? And I said, um, easy, powerful, pragmatic. And mm. pragmatic is probably the most important word. Right. Of course, it needs to be easy. And it, yeah. I mean, you would expect that, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, uh, the... It, it needs to be very pragmatic. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I do think that is differentiating in the marketplace from some, at least from a lot of the conversations right. I've had so far. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, Volker, I really appreciate I won't take up any more of your time today, but I really appreciate you joining me and uh, oh, joining thanks. us on the show. I know my uh, listeners will uh, really appreciate it. So All right. thank no, you very much. Really and, and I appreciate the invite. I've had a lot of fun in London so All far. All right, so. sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye. 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 Oh, welcome. We're back uh, at the uh, London CR Sugar CRM uh, Summit, Analyst Summit, and uh, in a connected event, which was yesterday. Uh, and, and I have the pleasure of uh, having my, actually my dinner companion from last night too, uh, Zach Swackett, who is the Chief Product Officer at Sugar. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, what you guys are announcing. And I know 
Um, you've had a lot of this in private beta, so a lot of you've, you've got some experiences behind some of that mm -hmm. from your customers too. So I'd, I'd love to, to just get a, a, a bit about that, but let's start with, just give me a bit about your background and kind of what you do and. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, so again, my name is Zach Sprackett. I'm based out of uh, Santa Cruz, California. Uh, I've been with Sugar CRM for about 12 years now mm. uh, in a variety of different roles. Um, mm. And uh, it's been a pretty amazing ride at the company. I've just gotten a lot of different experiences, a lot of different, different options. Uh, and I've gotten to the point where now, uh, somehow, I'm responsible for some of the some of the product direction, which is which is nice. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so, so you know, I was excited about I'm excited about Gen AI in general. Most of my listeners already know that, but yeah. uh, but but I think you know, um, as I looked at the way you started to put this together, and and I got a, a a good picture of that from you know from some of the things we talked about. I'd love to just kind of understand first your overall approach to how you've um, use generative AI across the, the product suite. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's really kind of interesting because, you know, initially, uh, like everybody, right, we started with kind of the gold rush of, <sighs> let's just go start typing stuff into into boxes and see what comes back, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of us uh, all of us have played with chat DPT, uh, and what I think you quickly realize is, whoa, whoa, whoa like that, there's a lot of power here, <laughs> yeah. uh, but actually, I need to be I need to be kind of thoughtful about how I apply that power, uh, and so we kind of stepped back at that point and and took a really thoughtful approach of okay, we know that there's a lot of benefit, right? We know that generative AI is clearly going to provide people with um, you know powers that they didn't have or or uh, optimizations that weren't possible previously. Sure. Uh, but we needed to build a framework that would allow them to do it in a way that was responsible and governed uh, and that organizations could could understand how to adopt. Mm. So that's sort of the, the, the core of the design philosophy for us. I, I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of noise, I'll say, for the last, what, 10 months or so mm -hmm. around this. But, but there's also a lot of practical ways that this does have a lot of benefit. And so I'm curious from the way that you've approached this in, in the product, how, how, do you, how do you see this play across the modules? What's the, you know, what's the kind of general philosophy about how it's being applied to, to provide that benefit? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of different ways that you can get sort of immediate benefits from this mm -hmm. technology. Uh, it's, it's incredibly good at uh, summarizing information and, and taking information from different data sources. So, uh, you know, the, the ability for, I don't know, a, a sales rep who's about to go into a meeting with a customer, maybe do a QBR to pull together information that exists in support cases, mm -hmm. right? That, that sales rep is not going to be super effective reading through all of the details and the notes in the case. You know, they might not have the, the skills or the background right. to be able to do that, uh, but Tools like large language models can really summarize at a level and in a language that that enables that seller to have an intelligent conversation uh, with the customer, and it goes in the other direction as well. Um, you know, oftentimes as a support agent, when you're engaging with a customer, you might not have some of the context of what else is happening in your business. But imagine being able to quickly orient yourself as the call starts to, mm. oh, you know what? There's actually open opportunities here um, that we're working on. Um, you know, having that information presented to you in a time where it actually makes a difference uh, is is incredibly empowering. Well, so one of the things you just said really leads me to another place that I think is really interesting, and this is the the sort of the ultimate problem that companies are having today is the fact that they're siloed across mm -hmm. a lot of functions. And <clears throat> to do what you just said, 
that agent needs to have the capability to be able to have access to all that data, but in a logical, sorted way, right? right? I mean, because right, right. that could be very overwhelming. So, I mean, how, how have you guys approached that from a data perspective? Well, that's the interesting part. I mean, we've been building towards this uh, over the course of a number of years. Um, you know, as you're aware, right, we have uh, the, the full platform of marketing, sales, and service. Uh, and underneath them, we've been building this time-aware data layer uh, mm -hmm. that sort of captures all of that information that's happening uh, over time. Uh, and when we introduced the AI layer, um, you know, a couple of years ago with our predictive technology, mm -hmm. uh, it really started to harness all of that information that, that's available inside of the Sugar platform. Uh, and now as we're applying generative AI to it, you know, we have the ability to go back and summarize all of those bits and pieces of interactions mm -hmm. uh, at different levels. Right? So you could summarize a single piece of content, but then you can go and you can summarize multiple pieces of content um, and, and get that higher level overview. Mm -hmm. And you can build different windows um, uh, and see the information in, in time horizons that are interesting to you. Yeah, that, I mean, that, the time dimension is a very interesting thing, especially like from a support rep's perspective, right? right? I want to know, you know, what has happened to you historically? What's your, what's your evolution through whatever issues you've had and how have we helped you? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, and, and I mean, a lot of talk about CDPs, but I'm not sure we've really talked enough about the fact that it that, that time element is extremely important in the way you're looking at that data. A hundred percent. I mean, look, uh, how do you understand uh, what's happening in your business if all you have is a snapshot of what it looks like today, right? right. Uh, the, ultimately, right. what we're really interested is you know, what's changing? Are the programs that we're putting in place, are the things that managers are doing or are the programs that, that individuals are contributing to, are they improving things in our business? And you yeah. can't see that without that time dimension. Yeah, no, that's, that makes a lot of sense. So one of the concerns that I hear, and, and we can talk about several different pieces across the way you've implemented this, but one of the, one of the big concerns, sort of two things actually, one is, how do I make sure that I'm not sending the wrong things mm -hmm. to, the, to the model? And then also, how do I make sure that the responses from the model are also uh, in the, you know, format in the way that I want them. And, and I guess my, my, my funny example has always been like when I, when I call support, I'm generally not a happy person. Right. And so I might actually use some colorful language to describe my problem. But it would be pretty bad if the if the chatbot gave me that back in the answer. Right, 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 right. So, so how how do you how do you stop that? And then also just from a personal information perspective, how do you guys deal with that? Well, let, let me tell you how we're thinking about the problem. That's probably the right right way to describe it because okay. I think all of this is moving so fast and and it's 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 going to continue to evolve over the next little bit. Uh, but one of the very first things that we realized when we when we started down this path was that we needed to build a proxy that sat between uh, the the uh, the market sell and serve applications or the sugar platform uh, and the large language model for a number of different reasons right one um, you know we want to be able to uh, cache the results so we want to have a central place where things flow because we, we know we're going to need to plug in additional services uh, in the future there as well um, but some of the services that we knew we needed right off of the bat uh, were, um, first of all, a grounding service, right? Being able to pull all of the different information that you want together so that a user doesn't need to, you know, paste it all in. I mean, imagine having to go to something like ChatGPT and say, um, you know, oh, here's all of my case information, uh, here's the orders that are happening, uh, here's some context about my how we run our business or the tone that we use. Sure. That, that 
that's not something that a user should have to do. We don't want users to have to be prompt engineers. So the way that we've approached it is we want to build a system that's very interactive and people can ask questions and they can be inquisitive about things. Uh, but we're going to gather the appropriate data from all of the different mm. different sources that exist, whether it's inside of uh, you know the applications or whether it's in third-party data mm. sources. Uh, pull all of that together and build essentially uh, a prompt on behalf of the user that gets um, then uh, passed through a second layer in the service. Mm. And this is a masking layer. So the, the, the cool thing about the masking layer is this is where we can look at the, the sum total of, of what we're about to send over to the large language model. Mm. Uh, and figure out, are there things in there that maybe we don't want to send? You know, that could be uh, personally identifiable information or it could be um, you know, business confidential information. Mm. Uh, this would be a good place for that sort of um, filtering to be done and masking out. Uh, and it turns out you can do a lot of that masking and mm. still actually get really good results from large language models. Uh, and so doing that centrally makes a lot of sense. Well, and you're using a different word here than I've heard from some other approaches because you usually hear the word filter, mm. but you don't necessarily hear the word mask. And I think that's actually really interesting. So maybe expand on that just a little bit. I mean, what do you mean by that and how is that a better approach? Well, I mean, filter means means to me at least blocking, Block, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and 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 ultimately, you're asking a question, and you're hoping to get an answer on the other right. side of it. Uh, and obviously, you're looking for an answer that is that is accurate uh, yep. and and helpful. Um, masking is about looking for the things that that you don't want to send through, and then finding mm -hmm. ways to send uh, information, whether it's placeholders or whether it's other metadata or other relative information that's maybe less sensitive through to the model. Yep. Because ultimately, you want to give it as much context as possible, because the more context that we're able to provide the model, the better the answer that it's mm -hmm. going to give to the user on the other side. So the other thing I get from that is one of the, like when I survey, one of the biggest problems that companies mention is um, having uh, employees with the right skills. Mm. And then the second one is, is having partners with the right skills, which is essentially the same thing, right? right. So part of that is prompt engineering. Mm. So it sounds like what you just said was prompt engineering moves a layer back and the machine takes care of a lot of that for you. Yeah, and that's the goal. Um, you know, ultimately, if you think about it, uh, business is made up of people, people have skill sets. Um, you know, you want people to be focused on the things that they're good at. And I don't think that the world should have to become prompt engineers in order to benefit from technology. Yeah. Uh, that's the way that technology works, right? It's, it's our job as vendors to simplify things and to make it usable so that that, that average humans can, can benefit it yeah, from a yeah. daily basis. Well, and, and I've sort of used the analogy before of, oh, you know, when we first started using Google search, you had to learn how to search. Yep. To use a large language model, you have to learn how to write prompts. But what you just said, I think, is more akin to the search that in fact it's a sim more simplistic way to interact with the model through your system and that would make it much easier for your normal employee yeah. to gain the skills to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, the, the kinds of the kinds of capabilities that we're trying to unlock with this are, are, you know, the ability to configure your system without having to go through a bunch mm -hmm. of different steps, but just describe the problem that you're after, uh, or to be able to uh, get information back in the mm -hmm. form of a report without having to know, hey, I want to see all of these different fields or, or my data is stored over there. Yeah. Uh, and if we force the user to use to learn a different language, like here's how you write a prompt, right. we're not really solving the problem. No. No. And the other thing too in that is, and I know I use the all the models a lot. 
uh, is that you have to be very careful that you tell it how, what tone you want mm -hmm. to use. And I would assume for most businesses, and I mean, I, I do this for my business. I have, there are certain things I want, professional and conversational yep. and blah, you know, whatever. Um, so that's built into the system yes. then. And you could, as a, a business, define that. And then that's going to be consistent across everything. Correct. Yeah. You can sort of define that brand voice that, that, that is important to you. And you can tweak it and refine mm -hmm. it over time. So when you when you thought about the the evolution the CRM and kind of where this where we are and we're moving obviously into a new era I think anyway um, to talk a little bit about what you see how is that how do you think that's going to evolve um, and what does this mean for your customers that's a, uh, that's a loaded question um, you know uh -huh. th 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 <laughs> uh, as you're aware right things are moving so incredibly fast right now um, but I I think the most important piece that we're looking at is the whole way that people interact with applications mm -hmm. is changing as a result of this. I mean, so much of what we know is, here's a list of steps that I need to follow. Um, you know, here's a list of places that I need to go in the application. Here's a list of fields that I need to fill out. Um, and for eternity, that's basically been how you interacted with machines. Uh, but all of a sudden, we're getting the tools to be able to communicate with them at a different level. Uh, and instead of taking, out, taking care of each of those steps individually, we can ask for something and jump straight to the answer. Yeah. Um, mm. that, 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 to me, is, is incredibly empowering because you don't get that opportunity in, you know, as, a, as a vendor, as a company who's trying to build software that makes people more efficient and, and, and uh, helps them to do their jobs every day. You don't get those kind of opportunities yeah. to, to do that. And, and we fought the system for years. Yeah. I mean, we used to have screens that looked like spreadsheets that we had to fill in just to get something to work yeah. and enter all the data. Um, I sort of, I mean, this is a showing my age and my nerdiness, but I sort of think of Star Trek. And mm -hmm. there's this one episode when they go to back to Earth in the past and um, Scotty is like picks up a mouse and is talking to the mouse and and the system doesn't do anything right. and he's very confused I mean that's kind of the leap in in a way we're moving to this place where I can interact with the machine in a normal natural way right. and yet get back the things that I need for it to give me right and yeah. and you can refine things over time and um, you know the look one of the challenges that we've always we've always had is we want to give users back more information or more value than what they what they put into the system, right? right? And we've done right. a lot of things over the years uh, to accomplish that. You know, automated uh, gathering of information yeah. from from various sources. Uh, you know, wizards that help people to to fill out fields and mm -hmm. and you know BPMs and workflows that do right. things in the in the background. Right. Um, but the ability to go from just describing a problem to an implementation. I mean, you know, think about it. Even even the creation of that workflow that I was just talking about. System administrator sitting down and saying, "Hey, I'm looking for a complex approval workflow. It's got three layers. Uh, you know, managers can approve up to this amount. Um, you know, uh, the anything above this, it, it requires director approval. And having the system be able to just configure that off and to the races. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, that is that's a huge leap forward from the way we interact with the systems today. Now, when I interviewed uh, Volker today, um, we were talking a little bit about salespeople, and I know one of the one of the Salesforce automation tribal myths maybe is that the data is almost always bad because 
you gave the salespeople a lot of work to do mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily benefit from, that their manager benefits from, or are the CFO, or you know. And so, does this help that? I mean, does this make the salesperson's life better? I think it does, and and it layers on some of the other things that we've been working on to make that salesperson's life better. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, data augmentation that we already have in the system, uh, those systems of acquisition, like connecting into people's email and calendar and, and facilitating the flow of information back into the CRM. Uh, you know, this now has the ability to look at those communications that are happening that the seller is choosing to, to, to put into uh, the CRM through the rules that they've configured mm -hmm. uh, and decipher it. So instead of just, you know, the uh, dealing at an object level, like, did you send an email? Yes, I sent an email. Uh, you can now think about, okay, we follow a sales process like Medic, and have I actually identified the pain points, mm -hmm. uh, or do I need to dig a little bit deeper? And mm -hmm. the system can help you to recognize that, hey, maybe you're not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, it seems like, uh, you know, again, when I talk to companies, I hear that it's difficult to get new sales reps up to speed, mm -hmm. right? It's hard to to um, to bring somebody who doesn't really know your product, your offerings, the right questions, use cases, all those things. So that helps with this too? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. being able to generate scripts uh, for various things, being able to pull all of that information that you know about an account uh, together mm -hmm. and put it in the hands of that rep and then some of the best practices, um, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and, and give them some suggestions of, yeah. of points they might want to walk through on the call with the customer in order to move things forward. Yeah, I mean, that, that really would help you get that new seller much up to speed much faster. I mean, I know like the, the sort of average that I hear in the industry is it takes about nine months to get a, to ramp a sales rep up till they're really productive. Yeah. I know that varies by industry, I guess, but, but I mean, that would cut the, the time down significantly if I could give them tools that they could interact with. Right. Yeah, and and if you think about, you know, the fact that, that yes, it takes that period of time. I mean, mm -hmm. that's already, that's already problematic for a business because yeah. you've already got, you've always got people coming in and out yep. of the business. Uh, but also, you know, the leads that that person is interacting with in that time period, are you losing leads that you would otherwise be able to win if they were handed to a more productive rep? Right. It's so important to get people the knowledge they need quickly. Well, and, and I mean, lost opportunity is so hard to measure, right? right? And, and, you, and in fact, you probably, it's probably 3x what you think it is. Um, yeah, that's it. That's that's actually really interesting. Um, so, so I, I, you know, we're starting to run out of time, but I, I just want to kind of come back to this again and talk. Just tell me a little bit about, in general, what does this mean for your customers? Uh, I think that uh, for customers, this means that they're finally going to be able to uh, sort of get beyond just the data that exists in the mm. CRM and get to insight and information, being being told sort of proactively, hey, here are the areas where maybe you don't know as much as you think you know about the account, and here are some areas where you want to expand, uh, or um, being able to understand what's happening in different parts of the business with yeah. regards to the customer. It's, to me, it's really interesting to um, see how different parts of the organization, how the knowledge that, that exists in those parts can be sort of collided together, and mm -hmm. the, the kind of um, you know, super supernova uh, that can happen yeah. when that when yeah. that um, that occurs. Uh, there's a lot of insights that that I think we're going to be able to deliver over the next little bit that that previously were not possible. I mean, it sounds like we're supercharging the system a bit to say we can make it a much more intelligent yeah. 
system that can really add a lot of benefit um, and change the way we interact, which is... Yeah, we, we, we believe that. I mean, we uh, our tagline is let the platform do the work. And the thing that I love about that tagline on the product side of the business mm -hmm. is it's easy to tell when the platform is not doing the work, right? Uh, and yeah. so it, it directionally, I mean, that's our marching orders in, yep. in the Sugar Serum product group. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I, we're out of time, but I really appreciate you joining me, and I won't take any more of your day because I know you have some other meetings that you have to jump off to. But but again, thank you. I really appreciate it, and I know you know listeners are going to uh, really get a lot out of this because it is certainly novel and in a lot of ways, and I think you guys are really uh, pushing the, the envelope here a bit forward um, by, you know, by a lot of the things that I've seen over the last couple of days. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to talk to your listeners. Appreciate it.